Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Good morning, brethren. I welcome you all to the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Lagos Province 20, Christ the Lord Parish, Sunday School Lesson number 20, titled The Blame Game. I welcome you on this wonderful Sunday morning, the 14th of January, 2024. Today is the day that the Lord has made and we shall be rejoiced and be glad in it. I also use this opportunity to wish you all a very happy new year. And my sincere prayer is that 2024 will be the best year ever for you and for me in all ways and at all times in Jesus name. Please let us pray. Authority in heaven, our creator and king, we worship you and thank you with all our hearts. We appreciate the opportunity to spend this day with you again and thank you for your grace and mercy. You are good and your mercies endureth forever. Lord, we know that our natural default is to pass the blame to others for everything. But we pray that as you teach us in this lesson today, Lord, that you will help us to always take responsibility for our actions and become the best version of ourselves. That is the Christ-like version. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Last week, we concluded our teaching and learning on gratitude. Gratitude is about not taking anything for granted. It's about not having a sense of entitlement, nor thinking that all that we are or all that we have is as a result of our hard work or ability. Gratitude is about having a need to be thankful and grateful at all times. Ingratitude is actually an act of wickedness and it's a very dangerous act indeed. We must never engage in ingratitude. Instead, thanksgiving to God must be the first fruit of our lips and it should come willingly and cheerfully from a pure and contrite heart. It should be done joyfully, loudly when we can, with actions of singing, dancing and clapping and using musical tools or instruments as available. Gratitude can also be done quietly, effusively, fervently, with tears sometimes when we recognize what God has done for us. The material giving of resources of our time Time and money is another way of giving thanks. And as we live a life of gratitude, the benefits are immense. And these include the right perspective of focusing on God, the giver, and not just his gifts. He gives us a deeper knowledge of God and he gives us a desire to live for him and please for him. An attitude of gratitude also gives us peace that surpasses all of human understanding. And it's a faith booster as it helps us to trust God for even more, even in the face of difficulty. The Yoruba proverb says, The one that can think deep will always be grateful. In Jesus' name, I pray that we will always have an attitude of gratitude and we will receive the grace of gratitude daily from our Lord Jesus Christ. And we will never cease to thank him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we go to our lesson for today, titled The Blame Game. And the blame game signifies accusations that are exchanged amongst people who refuse to accept responsibility for some undesirable events or outcomes. These people shift fault and liability to other people or other things while they paint themselves as flawless. We need to examine some of the negative effects of the blame game and we must learn to take responsibility for our actions instead of passing the buck to anyone else. Our memory verse, which is part of our text review today, Today is from the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 13. But as our text is 
Genesis 3, 9 to 13. I will read it together. And it says, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Because I was naked, I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree, whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And then the blame game between Adam and Eve started. Verse 12, And the man said, The woman thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And verse 13, which is also a memory verse. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I did eat. So this blame game saw Adam blaming God for giving him the woman, blaming his wife for giving him the fruit, and the wife, Eve, blaming the serpent for deceiving her. This was the conversation which escalated into a blame game. But now let's look very briefly at the negative effects of playing the blame game. The first negative effect of playing the blame game is that it allows us to chase shadows. It makes us to leave the main issue and continually look for excuses. For example, a slothful person would rather transfer blame to his boss, colleagues, government, the devil, instead of dealing with laziness. Proverbs 24 says the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore, shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. Secondly, it leads to stagnation, which keeps us means that the person, the blame gamer, is kept in one spot for a long time. This is counterproductive to human progress. Some people fold their arms to do nothing about their predicament because they blame and believe others are responsible for their conditions. And Proverbs chapter 22 verse 13 says, The slothful man said, There is a lion without. I shall be slain in the streets. So he does not go out to look for his daily bread. And Ecclesiastes 11.4 tells us that he that observes the wind shall not sow, and he that regards the clouds shall not reap. And this leads to stagnation. The third thing is that it leads to a never wrong syndrome. The blame gamer gets quick at clearing themselves of any wrong, whilst they see every other person as being at fault. First John 1 8 says, If we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. It leads us to the devil made me do it syndrome. Also, it leads to depression, as we saw in Saul, in the situation of Saul when he was meant to kill all the Amalekites in the book of First Samuel, in the book of um, sorry, in, in in the book of First Samuel chapter fifteen, he was sent to kill all the Amalekites. He did not do so, blamed the people, but the effect of it was that it led to a deep depression in Saul, and he kept blaming others for the things that he should have done. Praise the Lord. Also, uh, uh, the blame game leads to mental blindness. Like a veil, it prevents one from seeing clearly as, as the supposed wrong of others only is what is seen. Matthew 7, 3 says, take the speck out of your own eye before you take the log out of another person's eye. Also, the blame game leads to hatred. It produces a deep-rooted hatred as the blame gamer condemns or speaks derogatorily about the person being blamed. And we know that hatred is a terrible sin as 1 John 3.15 tells us that whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. And we know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Also, 
The blame game leads to pride and ignorance combined. Pride sets in when we overrate ourselves. It combines with ignorance because we refuse. The blame or the blame gamer refuses to be sincere with themselves. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. So, also, the blame gamer leads to ingratitude. And remember, we said ingratitude is a terrible sin. The blame gamer is unappreciative. They, are, they have a sense of entitlement as they believe their benefactor can do more. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 18 says, In everything we must have an attitude of gratitude. We must give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. And also, the blame game leads to bitterness. Blame gamers become offended and allow bitterness to take an evil root in them. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 tells us that let we show uh, make sure that all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from us, including malice. And Hebrews 12, 15 says that we should not allow any root of bitterness to spring up and cause trouble in our lives and therefore and thereby be defiled. Finally, the blame game leads to destruction of relationship. It tears relationships apart through suspicion and a lack of trust. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 8 to 9. Saul was very angry because they had were singing that David killed ten thousands, but Saul only killed thousands. He was jealous and he destroyed his relationship with David. These are the things, the negative effects of the blame game. If anyone we know is playing a blame game, we must correct them in love. We must correct them prayerfully. We must correct them gently. We must point out the impact and the negative consequences of playing, playing the blame game and the futility of it. And therefore, help them to see why they must take responsibility for their actions. But then how do we take responsibility? Taking responsibility for our actions or inactions is not easy, but it is worth it in the long run. Hence, we must learn to sincerely acknowledge our wrongs when we are at fault. Psalm 51 verse 4, it says, Against you, you alone, Lord, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. And even 1 Kings 21, 29 tells us how Abel, Ahab humbled himself before the Lord. And because he humbled himself before the Lord, the Lord said, I will not bring the calamity in his days. When we take responsibility, God helps us to walk through walk through our wrongs and to make them right. Praise the Lord. We must show a high level of personal accountability for our actions and inactions, even in the face of failure. David said to Nathan in 2 Samuel 12, 13, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to him, the Lord has put away your sin, so you shall not die. Because David took responsibility, Nathan was able to respond to him and encourage him that the Lord has forgiven you and he will help you. You will not die. Thirdly, we must ask God to create the right spirit in us so that we are swift to acknowledge that there's a problem when the mistake is made or conflict arises. Psalm 51 verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And as we do this, the Lord will have mercy on us. When we make mistakes and make it with a learner mindset, we will learn from those mistakes and we will not repeat them. Fourthly, we must identify our role in a 
a blunder and we must plan how to avoid a future occurrence. James chapter 1 verse 13 to 14 tells us that when we are tempted, we should not say we are tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil and he does not tempt himself anyone. But that each of us is tempted when we are drawn away by our own desires and we are enticed. So when we identify and say, I did this wrong, we face up to our mistakes. We go to God. We say, Lord, you said, let us reason together. This is why I did this. But I have mercy on me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Ask me. Have mercy on me. It's a sin. Forgive me. Give me the grace never to return to that sin. We take responsibility and the Lord will have mercy on us and he will deliver us from that temptation and he will help us so that we will not repeat it in the mighty name of Jesus. Brethren, most times we have no control over what people do to us or not. But God has given us a choice and great grace as to how we respond. There's a difference between responding and reacting. And we must endeavor to avoid reacting. But, but instead, we should pray. We should think. We should consider and respond in wisdom. And that will help us to avoid the blame game of, he did this to me, so I did that to her. It will help us to avoid reacting, but instead to respond with wisdom with grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. We must also be careful about blaming the devil for everything. We need to grow properly in Christ, develop a good and Christ-like character, as we are told in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5-7. to Diligence, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, Love, all these things are what we should add to ourselves because character development and coveting the fruits of the Spirit is critical in this our Christian race. The devil is not responsible for every bad thing that occurs to us as Christians. Men, much of it, including error, failure, can actually be avoided through the development of a godly character and through the acquisition of the fruits of the Spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit. We must stop trading blames, beloved. We must take responsibility for our actions or our inactions and we must always be accountable. Praise the Lord. As we close in prayer, let us ask the Lord and tell him that we receive the grace not to walk in error. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, brethren. God bless you more and always. And have a blessed Sunday and a victorious week ahead. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.